episode 312. How elite performers avoid burnout and achieve more. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man. As a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you. Together we are stronger. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com and join the conversation in the Facebook group, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW. Get involved and I'll see you in the inside. Get to the podcast. Okay, so we have a return guest. This is a very select group. We have Reg Lenny on the line. He is the vital coach. He's an award-winning vital coach, and he's been in the trenches for 30 years. I've got the original interview, which I will link to this, this episode as well, but he's helped the world's high performers, Hugh Jackman, James Bond, a host of Hollywood stars and high achievers from around the world. We're going to dig into the 10 keys for living an extraordinary life and his new book that's just come out, Be You. And another thing I want to touch on as well, which I thought was caught my attention, the five methods elite performers use to avoid burnout. So this is going to be a really useful and a lot of value in this episode. So I hope you listen into the whole thing. But firstly, Reg, I know you are, but are you ready to awaken your alpha again today? I am ready. Yee-hoo! Awesome. <laughs> so in the last three years, what have you been up to? Give us a little summary because obviously I'm going to link the original episode, but what, what have you been yeah. up to in the last three years? Well, the last three years has been a massive life change for me. As you know, for the last 30 years, I've been traveling the world, living with, traveling with, and uh, working for some of the most extraordinary and exceptional people. It's, it's been awesome. Uh, but as I've gotten older, you know, I, I turned 50 this year. And uh, what I really wanted to do was start working on my legacy. You know, what is it that I wanted to leave behind? And, and, you know, what's my 30 years of training and learning been all about for me? And uh, that's uh, pretty much when I started writing the book, Be You. And, uh, you know, I just, that was a complete dump for me. Like I just, I just laid it all out the best that I could in the most efficient and effective way as possible, sharing as much information and uh, stories and, details as possible without overwhelming people because my goal is always to keep things as simple as possible and achievable and also most importantly maintainable so you know we we know that there's so many products and programs available these days but uh, you know it's so hard to stick with them and it seems like you just have to schedule so much time you know especially the fitness programs or if you really want to eat healthy you know it's super hard and super expensive and you know, and all these different things. So I try to go completely the opposite direction, you know, take tiny, tiny little steps, simple, easy little tweaks and adjustments that somebody can easily do in their day and do it consistently. Mm. And that's where I found the biggest, biggest changes have come in. So that was a big journey for me, writing the book, Be You. Uh, when I finished it, it was a very big emotional thing for me as well. It was kind of like, uh, I can't even really explain the emotional overwhelm which I'm sure you understand as you wrote your book as well, which I just absolutely love, by the way. <laughs> and I highly recommend everybody reads it if you haven't already. If you yeah, haven't Reg, already, they're smarting up. Read yeah, it. Reg got, Reg got a sneak peek. It's uh, to be released, but yeah, you've got, you've got like wow, an advanced okay. look at it. So um, no, and I really, uh, really valued your feedback and that means a lot. Uh, I've spoke to you obviously recently, just when you'd kind of come out the end of writing your book and sort of about to launch it. 
And I, I think that, that, that ties in nicely as well to one of the things I, I, I know you talk about as well, the sort of the five methods uh, elite performers use to avoid burnout which yeah. is huge, especially when you've got a big project. They, they may be talking about a movie, but we may be talking about a book. There may be a project at work. Someone's like, you know, or launching a new business. I mean, I wonder if you could touch on that. Cause I think that's like you say, in terms of simplifying, I think that's huge. Cause you have all these different things and add more and more and more of different things to do. But sometimes, you know, it's that avoiding burnout or some key, you know, methods that just keep you on the straight and narrow and just keep you, you know, progressing. Exactly. Well, when I finished my book, uh, it actually started selling quite quickly, which I was really surprised about because we didn't even start doing any marketing or anything for it. And within, uh, I think it was a week and a half, it had completely sold out, uh, which I thought was awesome. But at the same time, I was starting to get incredible feedback, like just people are, oh my God, this and oh my God, that and whatever, yeah. whatever. Uh, but at the same time, there was a lot of questions because Ultimately, you, you, it's impossible to answer everybody's questions and do everything, you know, in a book. Yeah. So that's when I, uh, I figured, you know, this program, I, I have to do something else where I can offer more value and help people through this. So that's when I started creating the video um, series. And that's where this book, um, the, uh, the Five Steps to uh, Avoiding Burnout came from. Mm -hmm. It's one of the books that's part of my program. And uh, I'm giving that away for free for people just so they can get a little bit more understanding about the, the simplicity of the, the message that I try to share. Mm -hmm. So the five steps to avoiding burnout just basically gives you five easy to understand and easy to implement steps that are going to drastically uh, improve multiple areas of your life at the same time. And it's simple and easy to do. So that's the key. Awesome. We have the links. People can go and grab that as well. I wonder if we could just get a teaser of that because I want to give value in the show as well. Your top two to three or something that you think is uh, vital within, within them five. We could do that. So de-stressing is one of the big factors that people are always dealing with. And uh, I find that uh, it's, it's the one that's the most ignored, the one that's the most misunderstood and one of the top ones that causes more mental and physical problems than any of the other ones. So people always ask, how do you de-stress? And how do you get rid of stress? Well, the reality is that's impossible with this world that we live in and the way that we've chosen to live our lives. So rather than trying and being frustrated about having stress and figuring out how to eliminate it, it's a matter of refocusing it and changing it so that you can actually use your stress to empower you and you can use your stress to hold you accountable to what it is that you need to and should be doing. Because generally when we feel stressed, it's because we are either not being true to ourselves or we're, in, we're into a situation where we're not 100% into it, we're not, we're not fueled off of our passion and enjoyment of doing whatever it is we're doing, um, or we're completely going against something that is, uh, feels right for us. So this helps us to become more aware of our actions and our choices, uh, which directly impacts our stress levels. So if we can you know, look at it that way and, and change our perception of what stress is, we can actually start using it to empower us rather than to hold us back. Definitely. In your list of five methods, we can just go in a little bit deeper on that one. Okay. So some of the uh, very simple and easy and very, very, very effective, and I'd like to say powerful things that you can do, which you can do anywhere, anytime, is simply get up. 
just moving your body, simply moving and moving from the situation that you're stressed in, whether you're sitting down or standing up or in a crowded room or whatever, if you just start to move, if you go for a little walk around, you go outside, get a bit of air, you know, just move, do something to move. If you're by yourself and the stress is coming from telephone calls or computer work or whatever, get up and do, you know, a couple of jumping jacks or push-ups or, you know, anything. Just, just do something to move your body and you will instantly start to feel less stressed. It's free, you can do it anywhere, and it's effective. Number two is uh, breathing. You know, this is a great thing about getting up and moving your body because then naturally, especially if you do a bit of exercise, you're forced to breathe a little harder. So the more we can get the oxygenated uh, blood going through our body, the better it is. It empowers our mind, it helps with the digestive system so that uh, the body is absorbing your fuels better, which then is fueling your body better keeping your blood sugar level more normal, and uh, everything is much better that way. So simply breathing and moving are two key factors. And when you breathe, you wanna do very slow, very gentle, full range of motion. And I always tell my clients to focus more on the exhale than the inhale. Because if you focus on blowing all the air out of you that you've got, your your body becomes, or your lungs become like, um, you know, one of those, uh, instruments that you, you're squeezing. Accordion. And accordion, one of them ones. <laughs> those old fashioned ones that I don't think many people use anymore. But when you squeeze one of those things and put it on the floor and let go of it, it automatically springs back open. Well, your lungs pretty much do the same. So if you <sighs> blow all your air out, as much as you possibly can, and then even a little bit more after that, you find the second you stop blowing, your lungs just suck all that air right back in. And, and I actually, now I'm feeling a little bit, you know, hooey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I get tingles all up and down my spine and everything else. Yeah. So oxygenating yourself, you know, is super important, right? And it works very, very quickly. So get up, move, breathe, focus on your exhale. And I promise you, any stress or any concern that you had will be gone within you know, a minute or less. Yeah, I love it. And it, it ties into where you're saying very simple and it's, it's very easy to do, but it's very easy not to do. And it's, it's one of the things like any habit, very easy to miss, especially if you're exactly. getting stressed. It's all right when we're sitting here and all relaxed and, you know, feeling good. But it was when you're at times of stress, it's when you stop doing these little simple things that are in place and it, you know, it can spiral down. Um, there may be a bit of crossover here, but I want to talk, you know, about the book and the book is all based around 10 vital keys to living an extraordinary life. I wonder again if again we want the people we want you to go and get the book, um, but and we can't go into all the details about the whole thing because that's what the book is and that took you a long time to write. But I wonder if you could give us some of the ten vital keys that you think are, are really important or would be useful to give people a, a taste or an understanding of the sort of things that are in the book. Sure. Well, yeah, and even if we wanted to go through the whole book, we'd be here for yes, <laughs> very very you know weeks. Uh, I mean, it's it's quite it's quite in depth. You know, mm -hmm. I really dumped. 30 years worth of information into there and, and honed it back as much as I possibly could. So it wasn't overwhelmed, you know, mm -hmm. but the 10 keys, I do go through them. Uh, and uh, they are all the things that I think are vital that we all, no matter who we are, where we are, or what we do, we all have to be aware of these. And it's the basics, you know, it's nutrition, it's our environment, it's uh, detoxing and cleansing. It's exercise. It's our relationships. It's uh, products and supplements and how we're fueling our body. 
Um, you know, so it goes into all these different keys that uh, will help us to live that life that we really want to live. Uh, at the same time, I use a lot of stories because I'm a big believer in, in telling a story so that people can understand the concept of it. And they can almost kind of put themselves in that place as well. I wonder how many of them stories are you able to share in the book? And potentially you may have a story now uh, around about, you know, some of the, the famous people you work with and, and where you applied some of your principles or maybe some of the things they were struggling with. Because I'm sure some of them yep. might have had quite tight um, restrictions and you sharing information. Absolutely. Well, that's exactly what I talk about through the book and through the whole program. I mean, I'm constantly sharing stories of my clients who are all, you know, highly, highly successful and very well globally known people. So obviously I don't use names, but I am very specific on the issue that they had, mm -hmm. why they were dealing with those issues and what did we do to get around it? Yeah. I wonder, could you tell us about a story of an unnamed person, Bob or someone like that, um, where you came in and you've, you had a real challenge. So you've obviously you've dealt with a lot of people. Um, and so someone who's a real sort of world leader, high performer in their field, and you've come in and you thought, my goodness, you were almost surprised that they were performing at such a high level when there was such a potentially to you, a, such a glaring big issue that you had to kind of roll up your sleeves and you had to get to work. Can you tell us about a scenario with that? And I'm sure some people will relate to this. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, instantly, while you were talking, one of my clients came to mind. I mean, this guy, this, okay, so here's a, a top end. I mean, you know him for sure. Globally recognized, multiple, multiple, multi-million dollar movies, big budget movies. Um, can't go anywhere without being seen, without being known globally. So, of course, when you're in that position, you almost kind of get into a God type of a position as well. It's a, it's a very ego boosting kind of a situation to be mm -hmm. in. Because imagine yourself, you know, you work hard to achieve something, to become an actor or a celebrity or, you know, or a, an athlete or whatever. You work really, really hard. You put years of dedication and time into it. Well, all of a sudden, I mean, literally overnight, you can go from working your ass off and sleeping on your friend's couch to, you know, world known and billions of dollars in your bank. And it honestly happens that fast. Mm. Um, you know, and that's where you, we hear about these overnight successes. Uh, which, you know, took 20 or 30 years to, to achieve in my <laughs> yeah. case. But, uh, but yeah, but you, you hear about these overnight successes and you wonder, you know, okay, well, this guy is a superstar now. He must be just loving life. Well, the reality is it's 100% the opposite. Mm. These guys are stressed to the max. You know, they're normal you and me people who are now on the global scene. You know, everybody's watching and scrutinizing everything they're doing. Everybody wants a piece of them. You can't go to the bathroom without someone trying to take a picture of you. They are pretty much owned by this point. So they don't, they don't control their own calendar or even really their own clothes or jewelry that they wear, you know, because they've got sponsors and they have to drive a certain car and wear a certain watch and be specific places at certain times and, you know, be seen doing certain yeah. things. So how do you do that and live a normal life at the same time and maintain a very high level of performance? which is why you're there in the first place. So imagine now, you know, how hard it is to achieve and, and to be the best version of you so that you do get picked up by a company or by a production set or whatever. And then you've got all this outwardly stuff thrown at you, but you have to still be that magnificent person that you were, you know, on less sleep and, you know, more hassle and stress and a whole host of new uh, problems and issues that come along with, with it. So, he, you know, he was kind of in this God because you, you almost have to 
be better than everybody else mentally. And, and I know a lot of people get mad at these actors for, oh, the guy's arrogant and ignorant and whatever. But the reality is, if you're not like that, if you, if you try to be just normal and act normal, it'll pretty much kill you. And that's mm. where, you know, all this drug abuse and everything else comes from. So he, he actually didn't want to even work with me when we first started, when I, when I was first hired. So I was brought on by his management. I was going to say, this is interesting because yeah. like you say, when they've got that godlike comedy, if they don't want to do something like that, you think they have quite a bit of a pull. So that's, I was going to wonder because it's, exactly. it's, it's hard to get you, get you involved. Well, that's a key thing because they're surrounded by yes men, mm. right? Everybody's stroking their ego and you're wonderful and fantastic and terrific and come yeah. on, let's just keep going and let's keep doing more. Yeah. And generally they're surrounded by people who obviously aren't as successful as they are. Otherwise they wouldn't just be hanging around with them all the time. And, uh, you know, they are pushed by people to keep producing because that's where the money comes from yeah. and that's where the fame comes from. So they have to keep doing it. And the bigger their entourage gets and the more managers and the more sponsors they get, the more pressure there is to keep going. So you as an individual cannot think, oh my God, I need some downtime. Because you can't even let that into your mind because it's just push, 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 push. You know, you're on set for 14, 16 hours and then you jump straight into a limousine and you get taken to a movie set and, or a, another set, you know, if you're doing another movie or something else, or if you have to go on to a promoted somewhere like on a talk show or a radio yep. show or something like that. So now you're going from one thing to another. And then of course you have to go to all the sponsor meetings and all the sponsor parties and you know, all the gala events and all these different things to promote the movie. So yeah, it's just endless. It's endless. So of course he's not allowing himself to mentally get in there. So this guy was drinking between 20 and 30 cups of coffee a day. In, the, yeah, in between that, he's doing probably almost as many uh, of these energy drinks, you know, to keep him going. Plus, he's pounding in, you know, uh, sugary foods and all this stuff because he's constantly starving because his body's like just in full-on hyper mode. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and then he's got this, this ego complex going on because he needs to be focused doing what he's doing. So how, how were them initial meetings with you? Bearing in mind, like you said, he didn't want to work with you initially because that's tough. You know, that's yeah, it was. It was tough. So what I did is I actually kidnapped them for two days and I took them all right off set. You know, and I said, we, we need to go. And I told his management company, I told the director and the producer, I said, we need to go off, you know, because the reality was he was days away from a complete crash and burn. Mm. I mean, he had worked himself for months. He'd done multiple movies back to back. And, uh, you know, he just didn't hit, take any time. And he was just pushing and pushing and pushing. And this is where, you know, most people want to be. You know, they work their ass off to get there. And it doesn't matter if it's a corporate executive or an athlete yeah. or whoever. I, I but they get there and it pretty much kills them. I was going to say, and then they're almost in a position where they feel like they can't complain because this is what they've been fighting for. So it's almost like exactly. kind of shut up and do it. And like, you almost like sleep when you're dead. But in, like you say, in some cases that can actually happen sooner than they want. Well, it does. And I mean, we've, I mean, 2016, how many people did we lose to drug overdose and um, suicide and depression mm. and everything else, right? So and not only that, I mean, you see people constantly crash and burn, you know, they make all these horrible mistakes and choices and stuff. When, when your brain is not working properly, you know, you do stupid things. And we see every day how easy it is to completely destroy our careers. You know, mm. I've been working for 33 years. If I wasn't taking care of myself mentally, I could make some stupid choice and 33 years worth of passion and and hard work could be wiped out today. Yeah, you can burn it to the ground very quickly. <laughs> yeah. 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 
So yeah, it wasn't easy when he first started one, when uh, I first got there, you know, and the management said, uh, you know, I'm, we brought this guy in and he's going to be telling you what to do and you're going to follow me. Like, (laughs) screw that. (laughs) I'm not following nobody. Get the hell out of my way. I got work to do kind of thing. Yeah. You know, but I did. I mean, because the reality was he was at a, at a complete crash and burn breakdown point. So when I kidnapped him, took him away for two days, uh, you know, it, it was full on detox, mental detox. I made him sleep a lot. We did some exercising, did a lot of body work on him, rebalancing. His digestion system was, was thrashed. His leptin levels were all out of whack. You know, uh, his um, metabolism was going crazy, uh, which, of course, just affected how his mind and everything else worked. So, you know, while he was on set, and the reason they called me was, you know, they were worried he wasn't going to be able to finish the filming. Plus, you know, he was grumpy, he was having mood swings, he was snapping at people. You know, it was just a bad scene, bad, yeah. bad for everybody. So taking him away and, and forcing him into having this two, it was simply two days, you know, yeah. just like a weekend, just relax. And it was all about him. And the first thing I did was get him off the coffee and the energy drinks. So day one was a nightmare. The guy was just full on withdrawal and just angry as hell. Second day, he was sick. I mean, he was throwing up, he was sick, just everything hit him. Yeah. And uh, by day three, he woke up and he was feeling awesome. Mm. So we had got through it, uh, you know, made sure he drank a lot of water, uh, very high quality vitamins and minerals, very high quality protein powders and fueling his body well, uh, lots of sleep, lots of therapy. And then, uh, and then we were back on set. And immediately, you know, the directors and the producer is going like, holy crap. You know, <laughs> it's like this guy is a different person. Yeah. You know, he was completely different. And from that point on, you know, he was nailing his parts. And, and at the end of the show, they said, you know, it's probably one of the best movies he did. So, wow. you know, it, it works. Yeah. You know? And it's simple, easy, common sense things that you have to maintain. You know, obviously, I worked with him for the next uh, I was going to say, because it's almost yeah. like you're worried about that relapse. Because people get that initial boost. And yeah. then like, after time, the old habits sort of trickle in. So well, that's exactly what happens. And there's the importance of having a mentor and coach. We see people do that all the time. You know, you go on a crash diet and you lose a bunch of weight and six months later, you're fat again. You know, well, you know, surround yourself with people who are holding you accountable to achieve your goals rather than people are going, come on, just have one more piece of cake. or Come on, let's just go for a drink. Right? Yeah. Now, and I so, think it comes through from obviously like you're talking about the simple things you, you did there, but it's having that outside influence, that coach to come in and say like that, you know, that this is what you got to do and hold and almost, you know, hold the mirror up and just, you know, draw the line in the sand that, that this is what needs to be done. And obviously if you carry on doing what you are doing, you know, you know what's yeah. going to happen. You're going to burn it all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you lose everything. It's not just the career, but you lose your family, your friends, your, you know, your reputation, your future, everything. Definitely. You know? And, and that's what, that's what confuses me so much about this. And that's what, again, why I've written the book and why yeah. I, I do the work that I do, because, you know, we see it every day. You see it every day in your, your line of work you know we people work and work and work to achieve something and then they lose it all because they're sick or they're depressed or they've got no friends and family left or it's much better just to you know maintain high levels of mental and physical performance and achieve what you want Definitely. so you've got the best of both worlds no I'm, I'm loving these stories from the inside so i suppose the other end of the the spectrum when was a, a time you worked with a client and on the surface even for you, it was, it was almost less obvious. And we're talking about someone maybe who's a high performer and they're just demanding more and more for themselves to the level that they, they, they are great and they're doing well. It's not so like obvious that they're close to a crash and burn, but they're just looking to optimize it. So it's almost like you had to be even more subtle because it's not, you can't just change the main big key simple things. It's like they're really trying to get to that, that next level and push themselves to you know, achieve more. Yeah. 
Funny enough, when people are in that position, when people feel stuck, like they've, they've worked and worked and worked and they've got to a point, they don't, they don't look like they're sick, they don't, they don't look stressed out, they don't, but, but they're, they're active. You know, they've, they've got a goal and they're working for it and they really want to achieve something, but they just can't seem to get there. A lot of times people will hire me for that kind of a situation yeah. as well. And uh, I mean, one of the, the basic things that I always go and look at is their environment. I go to their home and almost always I see the answers to their problems. Almost sometimes just by walking through the front door, you can go, ah, well, this makes sense, right? So you really have to, and again, that's what my book BU is really all about and the course, you know, it's, it's creating that awareness that, you know, it's not about pushing yourself as hard as you can to achieve because the chances are if you've not achieved or you've achieved and you're stressed to the max, you know, what's the point? What, what's all the hard work for? Mm-hmm. But if you can put yourself first and become a person that you love, that you love to be with and that you love what it is that you're doing, and then you work hard, well, then magical things happen, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we see great examples of that around the world as well. Oh, I love that. And obviously, I, that explains the title of your, your book, Be You. Were there any other titles that sp- sprung to mind, kind of like your ethos and what, it, what it's all about? But I, I, I really do like the title, Be You, as well. <laughs> uh, well, my next book, I've already got the title for it. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> You'll have to wait. <laughs> Probably because I haven't started writing it yet. So I'm sure uh, I'll, I'll find one on the shelf before I'm finished writing mine. I was going to say, yeah, make sure you have some recovery after this one. Um, and yeah, yeah. I want to put almost the, the entrepreneurial hats on, because I know we have quite a lot of um, entrepreneurs listen to this. Tell us a little bit about the realities of getting your message out, because obviously, clearly, this is vital stuff. This is really impactful stuff. You work with the world's highest achievers, but you can't just assume... You've got that you built this great thing. You can't just think like build it and they will come. How have you found getting that message out to, to the masses ultimately? How have you found that process and what's worked well for you and not so well? <laughs> Hard. Hard. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, again, this is a brand new world for me. Mm. I've never had to do any marketing, advertising, any of that kind of stuff my whole life. My whole career has been built off word of mouth. Yeah. You know, my phone just rings. Um, you know, so building this whole online system, writing the book, writing the programs, filming all the videos, you know, doing all the stuff that's involved with these online systems is really, really overwhelming. Yeah. And it's far more than I ever expected it was going to be. So I've invested, you know, five years in total, but three years has been full time, pretty much full on. That's all I've dedicated my time to. Mm-hmm. So it's been hard. So up to this point, all I've been doing is interviews like this and, you know, working with people that I know and, you know, my friends and clients are, are sharing my information and people are starting to talk about it. So, you know, other than that, uh, I have no experience. So I'm not a sales and marketing guy. You no. know, I'm, I'm, all I can do is be me, yeah. you know, and share, share my passion and, and try to help people. And if people like it, they're going to join me. If they're not, they're not. You know, but the last thing I'm going to do is become a salesman and start making all kinds of promises and you know, limited amount of space and availability, all that kind of crap. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not into any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just, you know, let's just be honest and be upfront and be realistic and achieve what it is that we all want. You know? I love that. And again, it's, it comes back to simplifying everything. It's uh, that is the core you need to do. I suppose going into that process, cause I know you, you had a team with you as well. What was there any points that were quite, can you say you're not a salesman or marketer that were quite eye opening to you? You assumed it would be one way. And so people in your team are like, no, no, we have to do it this way or that wouldn't work so well or something you thought would work really well. Just kind of didn't, I suppose uh, the biggest kind of challenge within this arena. That well, I guess the whole being honest and just being authentic has, 
you know, people don't buy it. <laughs> I guess that's probably been the, the hardest thing for me. Yeah. And, and I don't get it, you know, because like I said, I'm not, a, I'm not, I haven't been in the sales world. I'm not mm. in the online world. So I don't know anything about it. You know, yeah. I've been learning as I've been going along. And, uh, you know, I just thought, okay, well, you know, I, I built my business for 30 years off of just doing an awesome job and making sure that my clients are getting more value than it's costing them. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's been awesome. So I thought, well, I'll just do the same thing. I'll write the book and people will read it. And, yeah. and next thing you know, uh, everybody will love me. But it, it, <laughs> it, it doesn't happen that way, obviously. So that's where the team is now going, okay, well, we need to do this and do that. The key thing as well, you keep mentioning the team and we've talked about the power of a coach and you know, getting people in where that is their area of expertise and that is their passion. So you can stay in your area of genius, which I think is yes. huge for a lot of people I interview. Very important. If, if you Very then, important. So, right, I'm going to become this internet marketing man. It's just going to take you all away from being you and your area of genius. So I think, I think that's huge to take away from this. Absolutely. Uh, I had um, one of the sales guys told me, uh, I can't remember exactly how he worded, but something along the lines of, because um, I, I thought I'd just do it all myself. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of one of those type of guys. Mm -hmm. And he said, would you iron your own shirts? And I said, well, probably. And he said, oh, well, he said, would you paint your own house? I said, yeah, I would. Oh. <laughs> so he went through a number of different lists and finally found something. Okay, would you do this? And I said, no, I wouldn't do that. Well, why? I said, well, because I can hire for somebody for five bucks an hour to do that. Yeah. And he said, well, exactly. He said, that's everything. He said, how much do you get paid an hour? You know, how much do people pay for your coaching or your whatever? Or if you were creating something or writing a book, you know, how much would that be worth? And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. So he said, well, why would you only pay yourself $5 an hour, or do a job that's worth $5 an hour when you're worth whatever, yeah. you know, more than that. And that made perfect sense to me. So that really started kind of changing my, my perception on it. And and also, as soon as you start bringing in people who, who are passionate about what they do and they know it inside and out and they love it and they're focused on that, well, that's awesome. You know, I love my team. I think they're just amazing people. There's 13 of them. And uh, it's great. I mean, it's just, you know, we have a lot of fun together and I'm learning tons. Since we first spoke, is that one of the real big changes, having that team around? I, I mean, how long have you had that kind of team in place? Uh, the last year and a half. Really. Yeah. Um, because up until that point, you know, I would just hire one or two guys, you know, like I'm not going to mention any names, but man, I have paid them thousands and mm. thousands and thousands and thousands and end up with nothing in the end, yeah. literally nothing, unfinished websites, unfinished sales pages, oh, unfinished that's... infusion soft, unfinished everything, you know, and these guys just disappear and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. You know, so that's been really, really tough because I'm a very trusting person, yeah. you know, and I think, okay, you say you're going to do something, you can actually do it. So that's been a real eye opener on the business side of it that, you know, most people can't do what they say they can, mm. which, which was a surprise for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, it's taken me a long time to find the, the team that I've got. Well, really what I did is I hired a project manager, an yeah. overseer, and she found the team because of, you know, that's her world. Yeah. So she was able to do it better than I was. So, awesome. Yeah, but it's been great. I mean, we've obviously gone through, you know, hiring and firing, but, yeah. uh, you know, the team that I've got now are just awesome. Awesome. And we didn't even mention it. Um, I think when we originally spoke, I think we spoke when you was in England. I know you've always sort of pop, you lived in England for a little bit and we haven't mentioned where you are speaking to me from today. today. I'm in Spain. It's a lovely view. Um, <laughs> so I have to put a shot of this, I think, on the, uh, on the show notes as well, if not the whole bits of the videos or the highlight. <laughs> Um, but in, in summing up and leaving, is there anything you'd like to get off your chest? You'd like to leave us with, because this is your second time around. I want to let you have the last word. 
BU is uh, literally, a, it's a great book, 10 Vital Keys to Living an Extraordinary Life. I recommend people go and grab that. And firstly, I recommend they go and get the five methods a leap from is used to avoid burnout. But over to you, Reg, to finish the show. Well, again, I, I don't want to give any kind of a sales pitch or anything like that because I'm just not into that. But what I can be is authentic. And, and, you know, I really dump my heart and soul into the book and the online program. And uh, like I said, my intention is that it far outweighs the value you get from the price you pay. Uh, I mean, the book is only $19 online in America. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I put so much information in the book that it's going to save you thousands and thousands and thousands, as well as time, you know, as, as well as improving your, your overall different aspects of your life so that you can be a better you. Um, and it's not a guide. Uh, the BU is not another fad diet or exercise program or anything else. In fact, it's just the opposite. I don't tell you what you should be doing in your daily life because one, I have no idea who you are mm -hmm. or what you do or what you need or what you're dealing with more I step backwards and I go the opposite extreme. I, uh, I make you aware of common things in these 10 keys that we all deal with, all of them. And, uh, and what to be aware of and what to look for and uh, possibly what to do in certain situations in each one of these keys. And then I create the awareness so that you then move forward going, ah, okay, you know, now I know this. I knew this before, but now I really kind of know it and now I'm aware of it. And that's when the actions start happening. And also keeping it super simple, you know. So, and uh, along with the course and everything, of course, we've got the, the Facebook page, which I check into, you know, at least uh, three times a week where we do live question and answering because I want to be involved in this. You know, this is not something I've just written and done and now it's online and I'm going to go and retire on some island somewhere. You know, I'm 100% involved in this and I want people to really, really benefit as much as possible from all of it. Um, you know, it's just making sure that people are getting the value and everything that they need through it. So, so there you go. So there it is. That's my promise to you. And, uh, and click on the link and, and check it out. If you like it, join us. If you don't like it, that's fine. I wish you the best. Cool. Well, Reg, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for uh, checking in and sharing the, sharing the mic with me today. All right. Thank you so much for having me on. And I appreciate your time. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really do appreciate it. And I know time is the most important asset we have. Please do subscribe and leave a short review. Head over to ayalpha.com to get any goodies that are going on the website at the time. And awaken your alpha with ALW, the Facebook group, and get on the inside. Join the conversation. And please do support the show. I recommend it to your friends. This is the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies for us all to thrive.